Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev, our joy and great privilege to come into your hearts and your homes and your cars and your decks and your radio every Sunday night for Rev. Our goal is to just kind of rev up your week, uh, give you some information that maybe you didn't know, uh, network with people who are really doing great things in our community and Eagle Country world and uh, out there in Eagle Country, there's all kind of wonderful people doing wonderful things. So we kind of connect those stories and talk about how our church at Whitewater Crossing partners with uh, mainly God. That's our hope. We don't partner with the devil. But, you know, he wants to partner with us, but that's a whole other show. Uh, but we want to partner with God and other people to really help our community get better. Uh, we have a bias that everything's better when Jesus is a part of it. That's just kind of how our church operates, and I think that's true for everything. So Lori and I, uh, we have these greatly screened guests. I mean, awesomely screened guests. I mean, not just anybody, right, Lori? Not just anybody can get on this show. And so we have a couple people that I'll introduce here in just a second. Uh, but we just want to say thanks for uh, letting us uh, come into your world just for about 30 minutes on Sunday nights. We hope that it helps you move into the week with more energy, more enthusiasm, and kind of rev, revs up a little bit. And obviously, we are uh, indebted to uh, Mark Kreimer down to Beer House for sponsoring our show, and he's just been a great partner in ministry. And, man, it's September. I, I, I can't believe that. You know, school's starting back. Fall's here. Fall is here. Our, our, nice. I, I, I did notice that at Starbucks. <laughs> I did notice that. I, I think it's a higher calories than I remember, too. But, yeah, and church is amping up. we got a new series that we've started. And so if you're looking for a church, if you're listening and you say, man, I think I should try that church. I've been listening to Rev and that, that preacher. I probably need to at least go over and check this guy out. So you can get on whitewatercrossing.org on the Plan Your Visit page. And come check out everything we are and what we do, and uh, I think you'll have a great experience. I don't know if we got pumpkin spice in the landing, but Sometimes we got some special coffee. Will be. No, they put out I bet we do. Yeah. It's going to be another yeah. reason to come. <laughs> and, and that coffee keeps you awake during the sermons when I'm preaching. It's a wonderful thing. But we have a couple of guests here in our studio to, tonight for our radio show. Uh, Carl Gailey is here, who's a superintendent of Lawrenceburg uh, School System. And then Anita Reidner, who's our student director, who's done a phenomenal job uh, with our students in multiple schools. And I thought it would just be great to sit and uh, talk to them a few minutes, especially Carl, about uh, how he and we are partnering together to make schools better. Uh, You got a tough job, man. I mean, when I was growing up, in school, and I think Lori maybe has a story or two. <laughs> it is my understanding that Lori uh, Enright, my co-host, was a student in your on your campus somewhere back in the day. Is that true? She was a student in my classroom, no. even. So oh. this is going to age us. We're going to talk about how old Lori is, but yes. if, if memory serves me correct. When I was in sixth grade, that was your first year teaching social studies at Greendale Middle School. 
Wow, so that would have been that was like a few years ago. Yeah. Lauren's so it was young. Grade. It was like 98, 96, 98, yeah. somewhere in there. I was going to say three or four years ago. Yes. That's what I was saying. So because I, I, I remember, and you loved the Colts. Yes. Didn't we have to read yes. like the Indianapolis Star oh, yes. or something? Yeah. Wow. We kind of we intertwined it, it because it was part events. of ge- geography yep. as well. Same. Wow! Yes. They had a program linked to it to the star. So yeah, wow! Yeah. So yes. then he was he was just a, just a teacher in the sixth yes. grade classroom with a bunch of very well behaved young. I'm That's sure. right. I'm and sure you know, Lori, yep. Lori turned out really well. Now, Carl, it took a I, while. It took a while. Did you see in the, anything in here? Is there anything that we need to know? I need to know about Lori. You know, we've been doing this show for quite a while. Maybe uh, off air, you could tell me anything I need to know. Sure, sure. You but know? no, a great young lady, great young lady, and I'm just glad to. I hear her voice on the radio and everything, so it's it's great to hear her interacting with the community. Yeah, she's doing a good job at Eagle Country. But I was going to say your job today. I would guess, as a, 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 any kind of administrator in school, principal, teacher, teacher's aide, has to be exponentially harder, I think, than it used to be. When I was growing up, man, I, I, maybe the problems existed that we had today, and I just was sheltered from it. But it seems to me the culture can be much more volatile. The parents can be m- much more involved. Maybe it's helicopter parents. Uh, everything can be an issue. Is that true? Would you say now? You how many years you've been doing school? This is over the, twenty years. Twenty years, 20 Carl. Years. So, what are some things you've learned over those years? And you say you think it's harder? I, I think it's different. Different. Yeah. Uh, it's different. I think some of our priorities have shifted hmm. in education. I, I think one of the things that, that keeps me awake at night every day now is, is school safety. Yeah. That's a hot uh, so, time, so I yeah. think that's something that maybe years ago we our focus wasn't so much on that, mm-hmm. but it has changed to making sure that we have safe environments mm-hmm. for the students to come to school every day. So I think that's kind of a shift. I, I think the other major shift is social media. I think social media has changed just well, how life in general changes. Yeah. That's absolutely true. They didn't have cell phones and I, they didn't have computers. When no. I, was, I, I, I took a typing class one time. That was disastrous. When I was in high school, so that was early 2000s, that was right when the Nokia came out. So I remember, mm-hmm. like, we would bring it to school, but it was off, and it was in our lockers. It yeah. wasn't the, you know, yeah. you, you just weren't on it all day long like yeah. the kids are now. I don't. Right. It seems very hard to focus because it was hard enough to focus without having those distractions. Yeah. So, But, yeah, the yeah. social media right. aspect so yeah. how else do you think has school changed over the years? I think how we have to partner, and one of the things that we're sitting here today kind of talking, is partnerships with different entities within our communities. Yeah, We have to reach out into our communities and look at different organizations that want to come into schools and help provide services to our students, whether that be churches, whether that be uh, some social-emotional organizations that that we – I mean, that's a rising area today in schools is just the social-emotional disabilities that children have that we need to provide them services and and help them – have coping mechanisms mm. while they're in school because I, I think one of the things that we see arise today is the stress level mm-hmm. of students. So you think that's true among our students? Anita is often. Would you say that Anita, our kids yes. are more stressed than Absolutely. ever? Absolutely, absolutely. I mentioned that. High. Yeah, the last the last time we were on this the show, I talked about that very thing. The thing I've seen increase anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. and it's almost an identity now with them. Yeah. So. 
It yeah, is. I, I believe that. So we love at Whitewater. I know there are other churches in Eagle Country listening land that also uh, partner with you, but we love partnering with schools to provide needs that the church can do without crossing a line. Uh, we Our church is in a lot of school systems. I mean, we are represented by, I don't know, five school systems, not just one. And, and more that would like for us to be there. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. often invited. And I found that that has shifted, too. It used to, we went through a season where schools did not really look for, and some were resistant to church because they didn't want to get lawyers involved in the separation of church and state. And maybe it was a little bit of both. Churches were a little afraid of school and school a little afraid of church. Uh, But I found that pendulum has swung the other way because of the disorder, the stress, the safety, the the lower budgets, the the school levies that don't pass, the more students, people are stressed, teachers are saying, we're desperate. We would help anybody wants to help us. We're open to that, and so I think that's when the church and other civic organizations are at their best when we partner together, and we stay in our lane. You know, churches and the school stays in their lane. But there are a lot of things where our agenda is the same. We want the best for those students. We want them to learn. We want them to deal with their issues, whether it's bullying or whatever those issues are. We're on the same team on that. I agree, Dave. One of the things that, that you say, one of the quotes that that I like hearing when you're at church is, is that you know the church is working right when, and then there's a lot of different activities when people yeah. are involved in helping others. Yeah. And so I like that because with schools, I guess for me, my belief is similar to that. It's about people, not programs. Mm, I like that. So it's about the relationships that have to be built. So when we're looking at our staff, we talk about building those intentional relationships with our students and families because this is how students are going to know that you truly care about them, mm. that you want to be involved. And, and that's what I'm talking about, those positive interactions that we have with everyone. That Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's going to be those times where – we, as administrators or staff, we have to have tough conversations with families or we yeah. have to mm-hmm. issue discipline for students. That happens but in I, church, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's Sunday we, school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have students there. and But it's how do we respond to that? How yeah. that next day, when we come back into that classroom, when we come back into that building, how do we respond to those students the next day after we do that? So I think it's about relationships. So we've just begun, uh, really, Whitewater and partnering with at Lawrenceburg, right? Uh, Anita, right, you want to talk right. a little bit of that? Or? Uh, yeah, I was, Lawrenceburg's always been my radar because we have pretty many of your students that come here to Whitewater students to the union. And one of our guys who has really stepped up this year in a leadership role, Jonathan Askins, uh, he heard me mention, we just need that, we need that door open for Lawrenceburg. And he went with it. He emailed you uh, to start a before school Bible study. They call it Devotions and Donuts. And students come in half hour before school starts and grab a donut, grab some drinks and sit around and uh, talk Bible things, talk about how it applies to them and how they can affect your school too to be a positive influence. The last two weeks, the challenge was to to find those students who maybe just need a smile or just need someone to sit next to them. 
And so, yeah, it's been real positive. Seeing It's only been two weeks, but yeah. the two weeks that we've done it, we've seen different faces and same ones coming back. So it's been very positive. Yeah. yeah. I was excited. I was excited yeah. when Jonathan emailed me. That's I always right. love it when students have questions yeah. or they want clarification or they want to be involved and they email me because sometimes students feel a little intimidated emailing or talking to the superintendent. And I was really excited when he reached out to me and said, hey, I have this idea. What are your thoughts? So I was able to kind of help him get connected and we were able to kind of make it all work so it's been exciting the past two weeks and that was great that was great to help him step up to the next level because yeah. he met you here in the foyer he goes oh no there he is i said no <laughs> you're mr gailey <laughs> you know he sees him in a different way i yes. was afraid of yes. my principal or superintendent i i didn't really until i if unless i golfed with him on the golf team or something i didn't really know now you got some other uh an, another ministry that's kind of emerging though right we well? are young life we're yeah. really excited We're about Young Life. Yeah. Yes. Nathaniel Chitty, he's kind of yeah. the one that's organizing it and, and supervising it. But And he comes in, has lunch with the kids at the high school during lunch and interacts with them. And there's others, but he's the main contact. And one of the things that they're really trying to do is in a non-threatening way, just try and expose Jesus to the students yeah. and, and try to bring them together. I know that the high school students, they're meeting on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. They're okay. meeting at Sarah and Jay McMullen's house. That's yeah. in Greendale at... 1518 Brindley Drive. So she yeah. said, hey, share our address out. So it's 7 o'clock Wednesdays. Any students welcome at their house. They also have, for those that want to be kind of more entrenched and want to get into the Word a little bit further about Jesus, that they have a group called Campaigners that meets hmm. before that at 530, and they meet at Susan Herrick's, who is our choir teacher at the high school. Love so that. she yeah. invites them over at 530, and that, that's up on Pribble Road, which is at 18114 Pribble Road. They meet at her house at 530. They kind of have a devotion. They get into the Bible, but then at 7 o'clock, they move down into Greendale to Sarah and Jay's, and then there they just have some fun, some skits and songs yeah. and interaction. Great. And, uh, they got so, a great program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So please there's more information that Facebook the Lawrenceburg Young Life they can get information there or even through Instagram at LBergYL that's good he sounds like a Young Life director doesn't he I'm, I'm telling you Carl's got it that, for some reason uh, we have an inordinate amount of favor in schools from uh, Whitewater Crossing and we cheer on anybody that's wanting to help kids or adults be more like these uh, we've been invited into school systems and we have a ton of school teachers here, administrators, principals. Uh, I, I, I'm always makes me nervous. I'm not as nervous as I used to be because you know I'm from Kentucky. My my grammar, Carl, is not. I say ain't every once in a while. I, mean, I was a math and social studies teacher. Okay, so you're okay with me. So I, I, all these teachers, I know they're just like a cringing when I get up to speak. You know, I'm a little folksy kind of guy, as you know from this radio. So, uh, but we have all these teachers in all these school systems, and I just think it's wonderful that God sent them. We each to one another, and we cheer each other on. And and uh, you know, Carl's here, and uh, lots of other people. And uh, so, tell us, Anita, some of the things I know we talk about this as staff from time to time. What are some of the things that we do, and not just in Lawrenceburg, but in other school systems that we have, are doing? 
some of the things that we're doing, uh, well, we have the morning, uh, the before school Bible studies that we're doing, but we also, uh, through the food pantry, provide backpack meals for kids who won't have enough to eat over the weekend or, or through the week. And so with the school systems, we find out which kids are in need um, so that we can secretly stash some food in their backpack mm. to, to spare them, you know, the embarrassment of being in need. And so the backpack in some of the schools, we have uh, a closet where they can go and get snacks. Like maybe they didn't have breakfast that day. We have some hygiene closets where kids may not have toothpaste, mm. deodorant, and stuff like that. Mm. They can go get that and so yeah just kind of meeting their needs on the physical needs too and you really got to some in some cases you got to start with the physical needs before they'll even give you a chance to even okay. trust you kind of that relationship that, yeah, yeah the relationship thing is huge but they won't even give you the time of day right. if they've got if they're hungry food and snacks food and snacks and what kind it of works student, for adults too they just hide it better. Right. Yeah. you know students aren't productive they're not really productive yeah. academically if they're hungry and so we were able to help that way shoes for souls is something well, that we huge, do yeah. as well yeah kids that need shoes right before school starts find get some names we invite them in, and they get a new pair of shoes before yeah. they start school. And some of those so. kids, so, you should see their faces and their shoes. Uh, the, the Bible says how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so we bring a lot of good news to people that way. I, I can't tell you how many partnerships with individual schools and school systems we have. It's enormous. And so if you're out there in Eagle Country listening, you think, man, I'd like to, you know, make my community better. Man, go down to the school that's right down the street from you, whatever school district you're in, and say, I'm here to, I'm here to help. I mean, teachers and principals and superintendents would love that. You say, I'm just here to bless this school. Because a lot of those folks, uh, teachers, they struggle. They struggle with uh, resources. Uh, it's not an easy job. The pay is not great. The, the criticism is high. Mm-hmm. Carl, you're probably like me. You know, you're always mm-hmm. encouraging, and there's always a problem every day when you come to work. <laughs> Isn't that true? It, it, we get the privilege of leading uh, people in, the, in those areas. And every once in a while, you get like a, a gold star student like Lori Enright. But there's a lot <laughs> that, I, you know, that, that come through that don't do so good. And there's, they, there's mischief people, and obviously some are more serious than that. Uh, Carl, talk to me a little bit uh, about your own story. Uh, how did you decide to get into education? And, uh, you know, what is your story uh, for our listeners who may not know that side of Carl? I guess uh, one of the nice things was uh, grew up in Dearborn County in Indiana yeah. my home. entire life. So, it's yes, home. it is yeah. home. Um, went to some of Dearborn schools, graduated, stayed close to home, went to Northern Kentucky University, get, getting my undergraduate degree. While there, I was invited back to do some coaching out at East Central High School, the high school I graduated from. So I was coaching football, basketball out there, enjoying it. And one of my mentor coaching, um, I guess, mentors there said, have you thought about education? Hmm. And that's really kind of where the introduction started to education was where Mr. Belmer my mentor, kind of coach out there, kind of introduced me to it and said, you ought to think about this. And so I ended up actually changing my major from law enforcement into that. And uh, so, law yes. enforcement. That, co- that comes in handy, though. I, I, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> that comes in handy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really excited to just kind of get into that, and I did some student teaching at both Summit Dearborn and uh, Summit Dearborn in Lawrenceburg, and ended up getting a job where I was able to stay at Lawrenceburg, and it's really been home for 20 years. I've only been gone for one year when I started my administrative degree, but wow. I've kind of was I've been a teacher at Lawrenceburg, I've been a principal at Lawrenceburg, and now superintendent, and, and the privilege, like you said, to be able to lead the corporation, and we have a phenomenal staff and, and students as well. So really excited yeah, to be there. Tell me what's what's cooking, what's hot at Lawrenceburg in any of the schools right now? Are you? How is it, by the way, going to school all year? Is that a new phenomenon? We're on balance. We're on balance calendar, so it's okay. not. It's not. They still have <laughs> June and July off in the summers. Okay. So they have. You June know, when and July. I was growing up, people went all year too, but it wasn't the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my buddies, they were there June and July, but it's a so it, yes. the model though. It's I would a balance say helps calendar. Teachers not lose. They love it to get yeah. re-energized Absol- and students. So yeah, we're we're in. We've been in school for a month now since yeah. August one. We have one more month, and then the first two weeks of October they're off for fall break. Cool. And it's to re-energize them. Staff yeah. love it. Families like it because it's also different times of the year where if they want to do vacations and get away, yeah. Yeah. it's different time than just in the summertime. And they retain information in between years yes. probably better. Yes, right? and um, and also that shorter time we do some remediation. So some students that have fallen mm-hmm. behind, we use one of those weeks because mm-hmm. we know even those mm-hmm. students need breaks mm-hmm. and you can't just keep them in school the whole time. Right. So they come for one extra week, but then everybody has that second week off. Yeah. And then like we go it. nine weeks, another two weeks, another nine weeks, two weeks, and then two months in the summer. It's a rhythm. Yes. A, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. what are some exciting things happening this school year in, in the Lawrenceburg School District? Ooh, well, we have kind of four goals that we're working on as a corporation this year. We're transitioning to a new state assessment, so we're starting to kind of learn mm-hmm. the blueprints and learn kind of the, the new state assessment that students will be taking in the springtime, so that's one. But one that's kind of really neat that we're, we're taking the adventure on is we received a grant from the state for a dual language immersion program. So this year is a planning year, but next year we are looking to start a dual language immersion program at our primary school, so kindergarten mm-hmm. students. So we have about 150 students per grade level. 50 of those students, about a third of the class, will have the ability to have 50% of their day in Spanish and 50% of the day in English. So then by the time, and we will grow that all the way up through fifth grade. Every year we will add a grade, and by the time then that those students are fifth graders, they should be fluent in Spanish then. How about that? Right. And then when they get to middle school, they have the chance then, currently right now, we start then our our foreign languages in middle school, yeah. they can start a third language and graduate then fluent in Easy, three languages. E- easier wow. to learn language when you're, I would think, younger. Uh, I would think. Yeah, so we're excited. <laughs> we're really excited about that new program yeah. that we're planning this year, doing some site visits, and uh, we've got some vendors coming in and nice. some people, consultants, to be able to help us plan and establish that. So we're really excited about that new program. Any changes in best practices of schools from when you were small to what you have now? A lot of it, a lot of it right now, and, and we have, as I said, a great staff, is the collaboration, mm. is sitting mm. down with grade-level departments or even elementary teams mm. and really kind of talking and collaborating with mm. those skills and sharing what are those best practices that are out there together. The best teachers are those who have uh, invest in their their students with relationship. It's always mm-hmm. about that. One hundred percent. You know, they they don't do it because it's a job. It's because it's who they are, and the and the kids know that. 
I mean, they know who well, believes in them. Well, they come back years after they've graduated, yeah. and that's how you know which right. teacher really invested yeah. in them. You're yeah, right. and you You're remember right. those names and think, wow, that they made a big impact. And that's really the the payoff for teachers and anybody that works with students exactly in the church right. or out of the church. It's like, I think I'm planting a seed here that's going to reap a great harvest down the road. And th- it's nice to go back and say thank you. So an eagle country, uh, man, go back and thank a teacher sometime. It, it'll make their day. Mm-hmm. All right, one other quick question for you. I know you're attending here at Whitewater. What, what do you like about this particular church, Carl? It sounds like you're using... Uh, able to leverage some of the stuff I talk about and it applies in school. <laughs> it is, so, it is, yeah. especially with Saul 7 going on right yeah. now, the initiative and everything. Looking at some of those things that we do in the school still plays a part. So when you're talking about educating the uneducated and yes. reaching out and talking about Absolutely. clothing those and trying to feed the hungry, some of those things that I love what do you did happen. In the summer. And we, right, we have a summer lunch program in the summertime, so families can come down, students, uh, 18 and younger, have free lunches provided to them, so those are things. Yes, Monday through Friday. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's in our elementary school, and we actually expanded it, and I have to uh, put a plug in for our cafeteria managers, that our food service managers came to me and said, we want to expand this program. So they actually went up on our hill in our community to one of our, apartment complexes and they opened it up in their clubhouse too so we also we had in our Isn't elementary school mm-hmm. and at one of the clubhouses heart of the people yes. I tell it you. was it was so some of those things so kind of looking at Saul 7 trying to incorporate some of those things how we do that love in that. schools and then I think it's one of the things that I just love is just kind of the excitement the energy mm-hmm. um, the worship services mm-hmm. I, I love my wife and I both love mm-hmm. the, the different worship leaders that yeah. maybe you don't get stuck on yeah. One that you know every week is fresh, and we love that. And then the sermons that that also yourself, but then just everybody that provides it. So, yes, we're excited. So, yes, I tell everybody that I I encourage anybody in the community to come. You're a good ambassador, you know, and you've you're a good inviter too. And I can I can tell that. And uh, but we believe in you, man. It's not an easy job. Thank you for all you do, your team, and. I know Anita and I and our team look forward to partnering in the future about what we do. It's tough being a student today. It's tough being a kid. And it's tough being a teenager, I would think, more temptation than ever before. And thank you for both of you, what, what you're doing to to help us grow up. And, and Lori, uh Pretty good. You probably got some classmates that uh, you still stay in touch with around. Oh, just a few. Yeah, just it, a few. It, it, that's true for West Side of Cincinnati too. Well, I think, yeah, Dave, can I just end kind of one last thing? Yeah. Like, like you were kind of talking about, as a leader, we're only as good as those that's in the supporting so cast that are with us. So, that's so true. I mean, all of our success at Lawrenceburg, I have to contribute to my administrative yeah. team, yeah. our teachers, our support staff. So true. That we have a phenomenal team at Lawrenceburg, and and that's what I said. I, I said it's all a tribute to them. So true. They make us look, me and you, a lot better than we are, don't they? That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Okay? <laughs> so I try to hang out in the, in the right room That's right. once in a while. I hire the right people and get out of their I, way. Get out of their way. <laughs> I, that's, a good, that's a good thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, from time to time, I'll close the radio show with Weird Church News, as Anita said before we went live on air. Hey, it's not hard to find because <laughs> hey, you're right. There is. So here's a, here's an interesting talking about security and keeping people safe. 
Uh, on Sunday, October 8th, a 19-year-old Jacob Bortz from Melbourne, Florida, assaulted a police officer whilst claiming to be the one God ruling over all mankind. On the evening of Saturday, he arrived, and what they spotted there was an adult man running around, flailing his arms, shouting uh, names in the street, swearing profusely. That's how I'm guessing they knew he wasn't a Christian. He was none other than Jacob. He was he stands an intimidating six foot seven inch. He approached the police officers with clenched fist, said, "You don't know what I've been through. I am God." And then proceeded to punch the police officer in the head. Obviously, that did not go over well. They tackled him. They charged him with resistant arrest, and and now he's being held. Uh, may probably out by now being held. He's not the first guy that I have seen who said I am God. Uh, now this guy might be a little more delusional and a little scarier, uh, but one of the things I realized pretty quickly is there is a God, and I'm not Him. Maybe if you're listening to Eagle Country right now, you know you got a lot of things going on, and it could be that you're trying to shape your own destiny instead of submitting and surrendering to the one who does control the future. And so maybe just a, a word to the wise: if you do think you're God, don't don't come to church and say you are. It doesn't it doesn't work out <laughs> too well. And and don't punch police officers while you're doing it. Uh, but I am thankful for the security and the police that we have in, in our church, and I'm thankful for the teachers that we have, and I'm thankful for those that uh, protect us. And if you're looking for some answers about who God is, uh, don't don't get it from Jacob Bortz, get, get it from the Bible, get it from some people who are attending regularly uh, here like Carl and Anita and Lori and I, and we just want to help you uh, right-size your life, find your story in his story, and there's some wonderful things uh, happening. So uh, once again, thanks for letting us uh, come into your life uh, this uh, Sunday evening. I hope you're enjoying it. We got some more special guests on the way, some surprises and some more weird church news I'm sure will be along the way. And I love Eagle Country. I'm so glad they're our partners. And so on behalf of Lori and I and your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3, thanks again. Enjoy your week, and we will see you next Sunday night. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.